Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, agency owners. As someone that's run Google Ads for my own business, as well as on behalf of my clients, I know how time-consuming it can be to constantly be monitoring and optimizing those ads. I've got good news for you. There's a new tool called Optio that monitors your accounts for statistically significant patterns and suggests improvements that can push live to Google Ads in just a few seconds. Improvements help you manage keywords, test ads, and optimize bids. Get your time back. Let the machines do the heavy lifting. Check out optio.com slash yougurus and get started with a six-week extended free trial. That's optio.com slash yougurus. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Tristan Wright. Tristan gives business owners and entrepreneurs the tools and support they need to simplify their workload, grow their profits, and reclaim their time. Tristan has helped turn passion projects into multiple six-figure businesses and even skyrocket to seven figures uh, Tristan told me before we started started the show that you probably wouldn't try to climb Mount Everest without somebody that has done it before you, and that is Tristan's whole premise of his business. He wants to help you climb the Mount Everest of owning and running a successful business. Tristan, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. So, Tristan, uh, you, you help a lot of entrepreneurs today with their business. Give us kind of your your quick elevator pitch of what you do today in your business. So. I'll try and give you a 30 second or less. Uh, basically, I market myself as the business Sherpa. So I say to people, would you go climb Mount Everest by yourself? And nine times out of 10, they'll say, no, we need someone that's been there, done that. And then I say, why are you building your business by yourself? Uh, wouldn't it be better to have a team around you uh, that has already built businesses successfully and seen, seen what it's like to fall off the edge of the cliff and then got to the top? So basically, what what Myself and the team at Evolve to Grow do is work side by side with business owners to help them achieve their goals quicker and simpler. So have you fallen off the side of uh, the cliff before? <laughs> I, I, I have indeed. So uh, I previously to, to owning Evolve to Grow, I had a, a sportswear business. So uh, selling cycling clothing, running clothing, triathlon clothing. And I built that quite successfully. I, I started that when I was about 23 or 24 and quite quickly got to a seven-figure business and uh, it's running along smoothly and then a few few external factors uh, happened and the business nosedived and uh, within a six-month period I was best part of a quarter of a million dollars in debt and really didn't know what to do uh, being being I think 26 or 27 at the time and in in hindsight not having a lot of business experience that hit me using an Australian term hit me for six uh, and I I had lots of mental health issues uh, didn't want to leave leave the house uh, because I didn't know what to do when I when my business wasn't successful and I was in in debt fortunately though I was able to in the end, turn it around and and build it back up to a successful business again and, and sell it off. I, obviously, sportswear business very different than like what our, our clients deal with. Like what, for, but but the debt part is is, is just kind of interests me because I, I hear this 
uh, I, I literally just heard it the other day. Somebody was like, well, my, you know, my business is really struggling. I'm suffering with, with, you know, making this work. I'm thinking that my next step is to go and borrow a bunch of money to keep my staff and keep this going. Uh, I'm curious, you, you mentioned a quarter million in debt. Like what was your story with bringing on debt into the business? Like how did that situation happen for you? And was it, was it intentional? Was it something that you just kind of, you know, miscalculated? Like what, what actually got you into that, that position? Uh, there's a, there's a few factors. Uh, I was going through a rapid growth expansion and had lots of lots of clients coming in. And one factor was we we uh, we sell in Australian dollars, but we purchase in in US dollars. And uh, so we were purchasing from from China at, at the time in in US. And the exchange rate back in 2011 2012 was very close to parity. And within a six month period it dropped 15 or 20 percent so our margin just disappeared so so we we were running off about a 40 40 point margin and when the Aussie dollar dropped by 15 to 20 percent that's a significant amount of margin at the same time I was investing all money in expansion bringing in new staff new marketing uh, and I hadn't hadn't forecast all the changes all the external threats to the business and the changes that would happen in the future six or 12 months. And so between those events, all of a sudden you found yourself kind of upside down in the business with, with a lot of debt. Pretty much. It ended up being a perfect storm. So I, I'd invested all this money, let's say at the start of the year. And because the, the environment changed, uh, people stopped buying at the same time that our margins dropped. And uh, I forgot to add it. During this whole period, um, so I'd been married, and at the, during this whole period, my wife came to me and said, "Hey, uh, our marriage is over." So I, I couldn't even focus on the business. Oi! Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and did that did that rebound, or was that was that actually true? That was that a true statement from her? Yeah, yeah. Like quite literally. Like so, we we ended up getting divorced, and uh, hindsight, best best thing ever. But at the time, I just didn't know. Uh, what to deal, what to do, and just had to deal with life. You you mentioned this topic of uh, that you experienced some mental health issues at that time. So I'm sure listeners, I mean, this is a show about entrepreneurship and running an agency, and agencies are typically challenging businesses to to run. I mean, just as any businesses, Correct. but but agencies have their their own special flavor of, of challenge. I know that you know, personally, you know, I mean, uh, when, when you go through that kind of cha- that, that hardship that it can weigh on you and, and, you know, can lead to depression. It can re- lead to all sorts of maybe underlying issues that maybe you've had, uh, you know, mentally before it all of a sudden kind of amplifies all that stuff. So, so for you in that time, like you had obviously major personal strife, you had some, some business strife, you had this, this debt to go on. I mean, you mentioned kind of staying inside and kind of hiding out. I mean, was there anything that you did that helped you in that time? When I look back on it, so there was that that period I just didn't know know what to do. But when I look back at it, it, it was when I started realizing that if I wasn't going to do anything about this, nothing would change. So at start, I started opening up to people, people that I realized that had had more experience than me, more life experience, more business experience, and just sharing uh, what I was going through, and that just allowed me in for want of a better term, allowed me to vent and and then mastermind it with people to, to work out how to move forward. Uh, and it's 
it's a sad fact that so many business owners feel like they don't have the ability and even just during life don't have the ability to share what they're going through uh, and they feel like they have to deal it deal with with all the stresses and pressures by themselves and it's just not true you can there are people out there that want to help you so let's talk about that help a little bit because obviously you were able to fix your business um, and kind of get out of this. I mean, uh, and actually let's 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 put a pin in in in, in the, the help part and kind of what you do now uh, with businesses. But as you started to, to dig out, I mean, you had this kind of really bad situation uh, in the business. I mean, was there anything that you did to kind of to start to dig out? I mean, I I love the you know masterminding, talking with other entrepreneurs, realizing that you can't do this alone and that you aren't alone in this journey. Um, yeah. You know, love that nugget was there anything else that you did to kind of like you know work your way out dig your way out of this hole basically uh someone said you said to me you need to start spending time with the people uh that are most like where you want to be so start hanging around people that that uh that you look up to and and just even if it's just taking them out for coffee or going out for lunch with them and just being around them you'll you'll pick up on their positive positive energy and their vibes and and they will end up giving you bits and pieces of information to get out that you'll get out of it so uh like i i, I won't lie like when i first started the business i was i was probably a bit bit too arrogant i thought geez i'm in my in my 20s and i'm running a seven figure business i i must be really good but uh, and that's what really ended up screwing me up for want of a better term because I wasn't talking to other people and if I had been been around other people and sharing my stories, I I potentially wouldn't have been in such a bad situation. Mm, Like maybe if that issue, if you would have caught that currency issue or, you know, or the the marketing issue before the, you know, the the hitting the brick wall, that maybe we could have avoided the brick wall, right? Correct, Uh, or or even minimized it. Yeah. So... Interesting. Uh, I love I, that, you know, spending time with those that are like where you want to be, because that yes. is so different than spending time with other people that are where you are today. And it is something that I, I believe requires people to step slightly outside of their comfort zone to go and, you know, talk to people that are maybe further along with that than them. You know, there's kind of maybe there's some ego hit that take that comes into play there. Like maybe you're not the biggest fish in the in the small pond anymore. Um, but but actually making that an intention to go build those relationships, uh, which some people kind of that that idea maybe scares them. I mean, so so what did you do in terms of like tactics to identify who those people are and then to get them to listen to you or to to go to coffee with you? So what I'm what I'm going to do is uh, fast forward to about twelve months ago, uh, and to, I my mentor actually sent sent me a challenge and said I start I need to start hanging around people that are earning ten million dollars or more uh, per annum, and I just started going out to more networking events and talking to people, and uh, I want to use an a really good example. I uh, one of my close friends introduced me to to this guy who's multi multi eight figures and and we just hit it off and at the same time he he he'd been challenged to hang around a, a billionaire and somehow i i actually knew a knew a billionaire and i just ended up introducing him to this guy and now those two people are best friends and they're challenging each other and making making deals all all the time and 
those two have grown and I've started to hang out with the, the billionaire. So 12 months ago, I was challenged to hang out with someone that's uh, doing eight figures and now I'm hanging out with, with an eight-figure person and a 10-figure person and that's challenging me and pushing me to the next level as well because they just think at a totally different level to to uh, what most most people do. They're, they're not worried about what happens on a day-to-day that you start thinking about deals and the impact you can have on others and, and the value you can bring to them and then that allows you to to get rewarded in turn. Well, in, in, in I, I love that story, Tristan, because you, there's I think this false belief that, you know, well, if they're doing 10 million a year and I'm doing less than that, you know, what value could I provide to them or, or whatever? Would they want to spend time with me? There's all this negative head trash that, of course, comes up in our minds when we think about, you know, why would this person ever, you know, want to hang out with me? But, you know, your your story is case in point that you had a, a specific connection. Uh, obviously, this was to, to a much bigger business owner, a uh, billion dollar, you know, business owner. Uh, you had a specific connection that actually was able to, you know, meet the needs of that person. And I mean, I think my takeaway from that is you, you just never know, right? You just never know like how you're going to help serve that person. And as long as there's a connection, common interest, common shared values, I think there's a lot Correct. of, a, a lot of good that can come with that type of relationship. That's it. So many people are afraid to actually put themselves out there because they're, they're concerned about what the, the impact will be. And if it will be a negative or positive impact. And what we have to remember is, People are inherently positive and want want to help. So uh, as long as you present yourself in a positive manner and you're coming from a good angle, other people will want to want to give back, and that's what's going to allow you to grow as a person. So let's talk about your business today. Evolve to grow. You you are the you know the uh, the, the self anointed business sherpa here. You're going to help your your clients climb Mount Everest. You're going to work side by side them what are some of those like the big buckets of areas that you help business owners with today it's it's really interesting uh so many business owners are, are very good at what they do technically and i'm sure you've come across this they're they're very good at delivering a product or a service to their to their end client and that's what's allowed them to to get to a certain stage in business but uh, and, and to have that initial success in the first first couple of years, but when you take a step back, they're not they don't necessarily have have a really good strategy for the business, and they don't have an end goal in mind. So, a lot of the the clients that I end up working with uh, are still working in the business day to day, and and it's reliant on them. So basically, how I work with the business owners work out. What, what they want to do as an end goal, do they want to exit the business in three years or do they want to be working in, in, in uh, 20 hours a week or do they want to, to expand and then help them break that, that down into actionable bite-sized chunks uh, so they can actually move towards what an end goal is rather, so they can actually own a company rather than the business owning them. So, so what I'm hearing there is is really kind of simplify or getting clear on their core vision uh, that they want for the business, like what what's going to get them up in the morning, what's going to be meaningful, and, and it's really interesting. I was just talking about this on a, on another interview uh, that we have that's that so many people build and building businesses that they don't actually want to have in the first place, you know, because yeah. they, they see somebody else doing it, They're like oh man, this person's like crushing it with like Facebook ads, or this person's like uh, growing an eight figure business. I want an eight figure business too, right? That sounds like a big number. That'd be cool, but like mm. I, I think most people what's don't. The What's that? Yeah. What's the purpose, right? 
Um, <laughs> what what are some of the things that you discover with people going through that process of getting clear on their purpose? I mean, is it uh, you know? Can you give us some examples of of what that looks like for people? Uh, it's really interesting because I'd, I'd say probably eighty percent of business owners I deal with actually don't know why why they're in business other than to serve their customers. They don't have a vision. They don't know where they want to be in five, five years' time. So, and they, the business doesn't end up ser- serving them. So, one one client of mine uh, was like, "Yeah, we we're really good at marketing." But we've got no idea where we want to be other than to grow the business and be successful. So digging digging deeper, we're able to work out that the reason they got into business was because they want they want freedom to be able to pick and choose when they spend time with their family. So they want to be able to drop off their children at school at nine o'clock in the morning and then pick them up at three thirty. So that was that ended up being the why, and their talent was being able to to sell marketing or to 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 do marketing in the automotive industry and and to bring in more leads for the, these companies. So we worked out how they could scale their business to a point that uh, that it wasn't reliant on them being in the office until ten until ten a.m. and then they could uh, work remotely after three. And, and that's so interesting how simple sometimes the purposes of being able to, you know, pick your kids up or whatever, or being able to, uh, you know, not work until 10 o'clock at night. I mean, that sounds, it sounds, uh, so, you know, it sounds so simple, not easy, but it sounds simple to say, to to sit down and say, you know what, this part of my business, like working in my office till 10 o'clock at night, I actually don't like that. So can I just put this on a piece of paper to say, I don't, you know, I want to leave at five. You know, and and to move that from this thing that we kind of mentally complain about or are frustrated with to putting some type of, you know, putting the pen to the paper and saying, you know, leave by five or leave by four to pick up the kids. Yeah, it's amazing how many people just treat it as a dream uh, or just have put it in the back of their mind and don't take action on it. So unless you unless you write it down, put it on a whiteboard or put in place a strategy, it's always going to be a dream. It's not going to be a goal or an, or something that's actionable. And people, so many business owners, myself included, get stuck in my own mind and, and overcomplicate things. I, I've been known to do that. I'm sure many <laughs> other entrepreneurs and agency owners listening to this show are thinking to themselves, yes, I have overcomplicated a thing or two. Yep. Any, any words of wisdom of how to simplify things so we aren't making them complicated? Biggest thing is... Put in place where you want to be in exactly a year's time and what the business needs to look like and what your personal need life needs to look like in a year's time. So, for instance, I want to be, rather than talking about uh, top-line revenue, talk about bottom line. I want to be taking home 100 grand, 500 grand, whatever it is, and then reverse engineer from, uh, and then I want to be working 10 to, 10 to 3 or 9 to 5 and I want to be serving X type of clients, then we reverse engineer or you reverse engineer it from there. Don't don't think about, oh, I want to get to $8 million eventually. We're, draw a line in the sand and say, this is what, what I want my life to look like and my business to look like in a year's time. And then reverse engineer what type of clients you want, what type of service you want, and the type of team that you need. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Are you a web agency or freelance web designer that's trying to add recurring revenue profits by offering your clients SEO services? Well, I've got good news for you. 
is a new service that is basically the design pickle for white-label SEO. Their team hooks you up with unlimited SEO tasks for one monthly fee. You got to check them out at seobrothers.co forward slash gurus. They're giving our listeners 50% off their first month and an awesome money-back guarantee. That's seobrothers.co forward slash gurus. All right, let's get back to our interview. Any words of wisdom for, for how many things to, to identify? I mean, sometimes I've sat down with clients before and, you know, done a 12 month plan and it's, it's, it seems that there's maybe a lot of things there, uh, versus those couple of essential few things, you know, I mean, do you the find sim- that the simpler, the better, uh, yeah. <laughs> the human mind, um, can't really focus on more than six or seven big picture goals at a time. Like, uh, yeah, you can't really have more than six or seven. At any one time in a quarter, you should only be having three focus areas. So focusing on three three big goals, not 10 goals. You need to simplify it and trust the process that if you work on these three things at one time, uh, three focus areas, tick them off, you can move on to the next three. Because if, you, if you've if you got so many different areas, you're, you're just splitting your focus and you're not efficient at any of them. So you do some some work with people to help on kind of that purpose, vision, goal setting uh, side. What, what are some of the other things that I'm climbing up Mount Everest, the Mount Everest of entrepreneurship? I'm uh, about to fall off the cliff of what? You know, what are, what are some of those other <laughs> cliffs that maybe uh, could be dangerous for me along that journey? Uh, cash flow is probably probably the biggest biggest one from so many businesses. Uh, so many businesses, uh, especially in the creative world, uh, come coming from the cent, from the area where they don't actually like managing business finances. They they deliver first and make sure there's a, a positive product, but they don't look after themselves. Look after themselves, and and I'm not sure what the the statistics are in the states, but in America, seventy percent. Oh, sorry, in Australia, seventy percent of businesses, small businesses, fail in the first three years because of cash flow issues, and it's just budgets aren't put in place and and money is not chased up, and people just ignore ignore that fact and think, oh, if I keep delivering, the money will sort itself out. But in reality, that's not the truth. So uh, you need to have a good budget and a good cash flow forecast and good controls around when you get paid and how you get paid. For instance, I uh, I set a rule with my clients. I say, you're not paying me on 30-day terms. If you want to work with me, you have to pay me up front uh, two months in advance because I don't want to be I don't want to be uh, having to chase you and and, and destroy our, our relationship because. I'm not getting paid. So why play by the old historic rules where people get paid on the day or 30, 30, month, 30 days later? You change the rules to suit, suit your business and your lifestyle. I, I find that's, uh, I mean, that's really insightful, Tristan, because I feel like a lot of agencies, I mean, I was literally just on a call today and we were talking about, you know, how they build their clients and, you know, they, they were having cash flow problems. And we, you know, we looked at it and they said, okay, well, how are, how are you billing your clients? Well, well, we bill a third, a third, and a third. And I was like, well, but you have cash flow problems. Like, why are we only taking a, like you're signing the contract. Why are you only taking a third of your money up front? And, you know, the answer was kind of like, well, because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. You know, versus what do you want, right? Like, what, well, I would rather have a hundred percent of my money up front. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do that. Right. And it's like, well, 
but wouldn't the client want to make sure that like they're able to like withhold some money in, in case of deliverables or whatever? And I'm always like, well, I mean, first of all, that's a trust issue, but second of all, like, okay, cool. Give them 10% or give them 15% to hold, you know, in escrow, assuming that you're going to, you're, you're going to deliver on your stuff, but like giving them 70% in escrow or whatever, uh, always seems a little bit extreme to me. So I, I love your message there, Tristan, of just being able to, you know, uh, set your own rules, as you said, and, and, and also have that align with your purpose, which I think is, is also part of your message, right? So you have your, you know, kind of what, what your purpose of your business is, but then like the money stuff should align with that, you know? I, I want to give you a, an actionable point for one of my clients. He's a, a web design agency in Singapore and he had uh, cash flow issues before starting to work with me. And he was billing, I think, 30, 40, 30. And it was uh, it was milestone based, and uh, sometimes so it is milestone based and plus thirty days. So one of the very first things that we changed was to it was it ended up being 50, 30, 20. So fifty percent upfront, thirty percent, and then twenty percent. But rather than milestone based, we changed it to time frame based. So thirty days and sixty days. So that. That took out the issue of if the clients were late in, in delivering any of their components, it wouldn't it wouldn't impact his cash flow. And what was even better, we also impact we also put in direct debit. So when the clients signed up, they they started they had to give direct debit authorization, so he could actually or he can actually extract the money out of their bank account without. Um, having to send them an invoice. So that changed his debtor days from average of 70 days for clients paying down to within three months it was with under 20 days kind of thing. So that made a massive impact on his cash flow. That's awesome. So and so many it's so simple for other business owners to to implement that. It's just quite literally saying, hey, these are our new trading terms. It's time based and it's direct debit now. Well, and, and so many people have fear around implementing something like that. And I feel like sometimes it's just having the confidence to just say, look, if you want to work with me, this is how it works. Uh, exactly. And, That's and, all it is. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, it's not like, and, and hopefully you get them, you know, you get buy-in. I mean, this is stuff that you should definitely cover in terms of expectations or how you guys kind of work. I mean, we're going through your process, but, you know, educating your client about, you know, your, your, your buying process or your project process of this is how you buy our stuff. Make sure that they're all cool with it. I mean, I, I tell people, look, if, if you're going to get, if you do get objections and people aren't buying because of these, you know, you've maybe gone too much the other, the other side of the spectrum, you know, I mean, they could be bad fits or, you know, or maybe we've gone too far, right? Maybe it's, maybe there is some, some middle ground there, but you can take that. Yeah, on a client by client basis, right? Yeah. What other? I think we have time for maybe like one more cliff. You know, so we're a little bit further up Mount Everest. We've got our billing stuff figured out and our our financial stuff figured out. We uh, we have a clear purpose for our business. It's aligned with what we actually want to get out of the business personally and professionally. Uh, what's another cliff that you help uh, entrepreneurs and agency owners avoid? What's another one? There's, there's so many. I'm, I, the one that first comes to mind is. I'm, I'm making you. I'm making you pick today, Tristan. We got. We got one more <laughs> clip we can talk about. Uh, I, I'm going to say it's external market forces. So when you're when you're working in in the business, you 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 end up getting stuck focusing on on what you're delivering and not not being aware of what's going on around around you. So I, I work with the owners to 
uh, make sure that they're aware of what's happening economically around them and whether it's new competitors coming or or new technologies coming out so so you can pivot as required or change your offer as re- required because I didn't do that in my business and we saw what happened to me mm-hmm. and and I, I was actually at a conference uh, yesterday presented by Google and uh, they, they were saying the jobs that you're in today or the the product that you're delivering today won't exist in five years' time. So uh, a perfect example, five years ago in, in the ads agency world, business uh, businesses delivering ads were, were all manually um, setting targets and, and goals for, for Google ads. Today it's all done by, by AI. So those people that were doing the manual targeting uh, are now doing having to do strategy to be able to still be competitive. So... And that that's ha- that's changed in, in the space of less than five years. So if your if your head's down, bum, bums up, and not looking at external market forces, uh, your your business is going to go backwards uh, over a period of five years. So what I do, I guess, is help help business owners make sure that they're they're focusing on the future as well and seeing what's happening around them. Do, do you find there's a um, you know I'll, I'll kind of play devil's advocate a little bit because I hear this line all the time was, you know, it's, you know, my business isn't successful or wasn't successful or, you know, we, we really, uh, you know, scaled back because of the recession, you know, recession, 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 other recession. Like I'm still hearing to this day when I talk to agencies about, you know, why aren't they growing? Why don't they have a marketing engine? Why don't they have market share? You know, how, why they haven't been able to scale. And it's like, oh, you know, the recession really got us, you know, and I'm going, well, that was back in 2008, uh, yeah. Now I know there was long-term effects for that, but like we're in 2019 now, right? We're now at this point where we're 11. We're like closer to the next recession than we are from the last one. Like at some point, like we can't just say, you know, if you've been talking recession is the reason that you haven't been successful for the last, you know, 10 years, you know, guess what? Like bad news, man. Like another recession is probably right around the corner uh, with, the, yeah. with the Fed just dropping rates. So I mean, is there, um, you know, is there kind of the reverse of that where people kind of use macro forces, they use outside, you know, oh, there's this big competitor. Oh my God, this competitor is keeping us from being successful. Like, is there a sense of looking externally that is, um, is kind of, you know, BS to put it bluntly? So that, that goes back to, to their mindset. So they don't have a growth mindset uh, and they're, or they're, they don't, they're, they're using that as an excuse to, for, for the issues that they've got and their in, inability to grow because working like the recession making you go backwards so that's a in a recession is the best time to invest in in, in growing because uh, if you can keep yourself one step ahead that's when people are going to need to spend spend money to, to be able to move forward so for, for me that using the recession as an issue is a my um is a mindset issue it's it's not uh it's nothing other than that and they're just not wanting to grow so so almost in a way you know uh, maybe like looking at the externalities of you know uh, external market forces uh, economically competitors tech etc uh, more from a, an awareness and like let's make sure that we're charting the right strategy moving forward but not so much as a uh, excuse Correct. or you yes. know reason why things didn't work out for us in in the present right Correct correct 
Very cool. Tristan, this has been super fascinating. We've hit on some really good stuff here. External market forces, cash flow, how to simplify, um, how to really develop that one-year purpose and, and vision for our business. And, and I love you know how you started today, you know, kind of talking about your uh, your own uh, challenging moments uh, for you in the business. So so thanks for all this stuff, man. Are you ready for our lightning round? Let's go for it. What is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received, get out of my own way. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Physical health. Can you share an internet resource, a tool, or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? Okay. Um, there's so, so many of them. I, I, use, I use Slack for all of my communication. I'm sure everyone uses that. Probably not technically legal, but using LinkedIn automation. Um, so reaching out to people automatically using one of those apps just helps you scale and reach reach so many more people than if you could do manually. So finding tools that can automate anything you do is is where focus needs to be put on. What book would you recommend and why? I'm reading Late, Late Babkin. Uh, sorry, I just had a mental blank. Um, I'm going to check on my phone on Audible to see what the name of the book is because it uh, it's The Dichotomy of Leadership by Jocko Willick and Leif Babin. So they, their first book was called Extreme Ownership and that reading Extreme Ownership uh, by these two guys is, is fantastic. It's all about leading up and leading down and basically at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. Anything that happens in in your life and in your business is because of the way you lead other people. So Extreme Ownership was was one of the recommendations and then the other book yeah, that you're reading? so the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, and they've got a follow-up book called The Dichotomy of Leadership. Dichotomy of Leadership. Cool. Uh, very nice. We will link out to uh, both of those book recommendations by those guys. Uh, Extreme Ownership had come up on our show before, but the other Dichotomy uh, book has not come up yet. So we'll link out to both of those uh, on our show notes, as well as uh, the tools, apps, takeaways that you've referenced uh, during today's episode, Justin. You can check that out for our folks that are listening at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If you're listening to this when this launches, uh, just go to that page, click on Tristan's episode will be right there at the top and you'll check out all of our great takeaways and show notes for this episode. Tristan, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? So I've definitely got a website, which is www.evolvetogrow.com.au or you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, search Tristan Wright, Evolve to Grow. They're probably the two easiest places to to uh to connect with me and always looking to talk to to people um whether it's just by video conversation on on my podcast even so yeah they're the they're the ways to find me awesome well tristan we'll link out to your website evolve to grow we'll link out to your social profiles including linkedin as well as we will uh link out to your podcast for our listeners to check that out as well all of those goods folks will be on those show notes yougurus.com forward slash podcast tristan thank you so much for hanging out with us today Fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. All right, folks, that is our episode for this week of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming at you to help you achieve freedom in your business and life. Until then, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out, I wanted to check in on your answer to my question from the beginning of the episode. 
Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem. Maybe that it's the area you live in or that this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now, it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or a mobile app when they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge is blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a strategy call where we're going to dig into those underlying issues in your business and get you moving forward like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your YouGurus strategy call today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.